Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. It's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations where we get to unwrap the adventure sometimes of who our guests are because spirit picks them up and drops drops them in our path in such amazing, fascinating ways that we can't not actually sit down and have a good old chat with them because we just know it's fortuitous and it's meant to be. So I'd like to formally introduce some beautiful people that I feel are shining their light in some really interesting places. Um, Chris and Lindsay Jones are the founders of Life Warrior, the art of being human, and their blog, Hug Your Chaos. How cool a name is that blog? I love that. Can I steal it? Both which were created to serve as inspiration and guidance who seek deeper meaning in life. They found each other against all odds across oceans as Chris is Australian uh, and Linda is American. And and in order to come together, they feel to fulfill their life purpose at as that twin flame level, helping to raise the consciousness and vibration of the planet, which we love. And after their little bit of their stories, after they uh, both walked um, separate yet simultaneous paths through the darkness of depression, anxiety and addiction, they almost simultaneously turned their the, uh, the path of to the path of light and spirituality at the same time. So it was amazing through yoga, meditation, Buddhism, Hinduism, and also service to others, which I can relate to big time. Um, And in divine time, as all things are, they found each other at a time when neither was looking, but both asking for guidance on their next step forward. And thus the partnership of Life Warrior was born and is their sole purpose to help others on their own path of healing and integration, the place where we are each one within ourselves as our darkness darkness and light to reconnect with our yin and our yang so that we can all then truly be joined as one with each other. Wow, what a beautiful life mission you, you guys have. Welcome to the show. Lovely to have you here. Great to be here. It's Definitely. awesome. Thank you. And, and as I said, it's kind of a little bit of an adventure and exciting when you've got people on the show that spirits dropped in your path and you just know, we got to talk, babes. <laughs> how it happened too it's so funny let's do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. our I guess, adventure though. hey what's that so, what was that sorry oh i thought i i missed what you said to to chris oh i said that's our favorite type of adventure perfect <laughs> um uh i ha- i'm curious this is this is this this is me at the beginning of my show sometimes like really curious about and fascinated about something. Mm. And I am really curious about something. Mm-hmm. Do you know of Debbie Ford? No. no. Okay. So Debbie Ford wrote a book that I love, uh, read it back in, gosh, 2000, early 2000s, um, called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. Mm. Sounds interesting. I think that'll be on our reading list very soon. (laughs) 
And the reason why I mentioned this, right, is because that book really spoke to my soul because there was a lot of people in the light working industry that weren't really um, connecting with embracing their shadow and transforming their their um, their darker parts and to get the gifts out, to unwrap the gifts out of them. Right. And and so I I really loved her work because it, it was all about, yes, we all want to be expansive, right? But we can't really get there um, really fully to really be that big bright light if we're rejecting, you know, not hugging our chaos, let's just say that. Right? Right? That's so spot on. I know. That's why when we started throwing around the 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 names and the theme for this this blog, it it just it came to us as hugging chaos. And that's exactly what the last year and a half of our personal journeys has been. Yes. Exactly that. Because I I was sort of I, I fell into that sort of um misinformation within myself where I thought for, for a short period of time that I was walking this spiritual path, that I thought all of, all of the darkness was just supposed to be gone, that I was just supposed to be, you know, love and light all the time and just, you know, zen and like this every moment of the day and I was never going to be angry. <laughs> you know, and it was a really huge step for me when I came to realize, oh my God, this anger or these other emotions that plague me and that are sort of my dark parts, it's all about the integration and, and embracing it. And it's like amazing what has happened since then. It's, certainly, it, it's like, it's crazy. And I mean, for me, realistically, I hadn't even heard the term shadow work when I was working through my depression. I, I often saw depression as a battlefield. And, you know, I was looking at severe clinical depression. I was in this battlefield where I wouldn't even get out of bed for two weeks at a time. And yeah. I couldn't function in life. And so I went into, um, you know, the same route that many people take and took medication. And I was medicated for that for six years. And during that time, I didn't feel a single thing. And I figured there has to be something between laying in bed, feeling, you know, completely black and not feeling anything. There has to be a middle ground there somewhere. Uh, and what I realized is that it, it is literally just working through that shadow. It's, mm. it's embracing those parts of yourself that you don't want to look at. That's, that's how you get through it. That's Stop trying to run away from it. Yeah. There is darkness inside yourself and mm. you have to look at that darkness. And in doing so, you overcome it because you recognize it's part of yourself. You, right. you, you hug it, you accept it. Hug so it, it's, right. it's, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've lost our audio. Uh, oh, there we go. I got you. So it's really nice that analogy, isn't it, of um, hugging your 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 uh, chaos because it's like it's an invitation for that part immediately to feel accepted and loved, and it's giving. It's, it's like saying it's okay. You, you feel chaotic. It's okay. I'm here and I'm holding you. I'm I'm your I'm your little container that that can that can make you feel nice and loved and, and accepted and, and embraced and and just out of that alone just out of that love and acceptance of the parts of ourselves that are struggling so much magic can happen so much transformation can happen and in my experience so many creative solutions come from that being from that part of ourselves that's infinite unlocking infinite creative potential because it's just usually a part of us that's so shut down and 
the energy stuck somewhere that it just it just doesn't know what it, what it's here for. It just it just doesn't get it. But when we love it, it's like it kind of expands it to a point where it gets an awareness on board of how valuable it is to serving us. And then it's an incredible, uh, I think, an adventure because every every problem that we come across turns into an exciting, um, yeah, blessing in the lesson. That's so true. Oh, you gave me goosebumps while you were saying that. That is so spot on. Yeah. <laughs> because like I, um, I found that I, I spent so much time trying to deny the existence of my chaos. I was very much the one, um, I, I, like high functioning anxiety inside. But growing up, I had such a facade up that I would not allow anybody to see that. So I suffered through it silently. When I talk about like people that to, who knew me growing up now and I tell them that, they're like, you? No way, because I had everybody fooled. And, and that's one of the main things that fueled sort of my darkness and my addiction because I was just trying to constantly repress it, you know? And that almost killed me. So it's just, it's crazy how we, we do that. And, 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 you know, my whole thing too is our society right now, we, sort of program we're programmed to like nope you just we don't want to hear about the bad let's just talk about the good and you know social media is just the highlight reel and mm. we forget that like our biggest point of connection i think is through our struggles Definitely. absolutely and it, and it helps us feel equal doesn't it like we we exactly. come out of it you know what it's okay i'm a human being i'm actually part of the human race I don't it's have actually <laughs> exactly uh-huh I liked your post yesterday that you did on Facebook, Chris. Um, uh, I, I noticed your, you, you, you shared your vulnerability and um, about how, how tough it was for you yesterday and coming off, um, you know, when you're in that detox and you're feeling crap and um, it's like, it's, it is a reality. It's just like, it's, um, you know, walking through the process. It can, some, it's, it can sometimes feel crap, but we <laughs> have this undercurrent of love going on for us, right? And in that love and acceptance, guess what? We can be transparent beings and then we can be the, those pillars of light for our, for really, really what you did yesterday, which was, you know, posting it real time, how you're really feeling. I think that's commendable and I really applaud you for that. Thank you. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, we, we were joking about that the past <laughs> couple of days, you know, it would just be so easy to turn out, turn your back on this path, you know, it would be so easy to, eat cheeseburgers and yeah. not, not embrace a, a low harm path, not be, you know, I mean, <laughs> we're vegan ourselves, but uh -huh. you know, we don't preach that. It's just part of our choices in life, but mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make it an easy path, especially when you're on the road, you know, when we're traveling, when we're, you know, looking at trying to meal prep, how do you meal yeah. prep when you can't incorporate so many things into your diet? Mm -hmm. um, just little things like that. And we've, we've, you know, joked about that yesterday. Wouldn't it just be so much easier to not care? Yeah. <laughs> but, but then it's it's just not in us to do that. Right. Because we wouldn't be happy if we did that. No, Sorry, we got all. a dog bomber again. <laughs> that's right. Dog bombs are welcome on enlightened conversations. I think that that should be a thing. They're Actually, they're more enlightened than us, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. With dog moments, are going to be awesome on enlightened conversations because I think that they bring a lot of light. They bring a lot of levity. They bring a lot of love. Look at that. Like, look at that. Like, just cause, you know? Yeah. We've always said that... Um, we have a lot to learn from them. Dogs are, are, you know, when people have 
completely mastered their reality and they've come back to their last incarnation. They come back as a dog to, to teach us uh -huh. about unconditional uh -huh. love. And they don't hold grudges and they just, every day is a new day and they're grateful for everything. It's like... <laughs> That's perfect, isn't it? I mean, I must admit, I'm, all, I'm quite excited by the fact that I was actually born in the year of the dog um, because... Because when I'm when I'm excited and, and very I, when I uh, I allow myself to be bubbly, you know, um, when I was growing up, it was kind of like okay sometimes, um, but then in other times it wasn't. And uh -huh. I think there was like a natural like effervescence that just wanted to bubble up for me. I don't know. It was just like that's what what I was channeling or something. Um, and 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 now I don't put a cap on it. And and now I, I'm in a relationship with a dolphin. My, my husband is a dolphin, so I couldn't ask for anything better. So we're playful and we're like, I, th I think they call them the dogs of the ocean. The yeah, dolphin. totally. And That's so this energy of play, 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 you know, joy, happiness. And, um, you know, we do, we, hey, we, we have serious conversations all the time, but we're still able to look at the lighter side of it all. Right. And, and I think that helps us to not, to not get too heavy around it and to see it in its place, to see yeah. it as, Serving us, yeah? Yeah, I, I relate with that so much because that's me yeah. too. It's like I'm so, there's always like an undercurrent of seriousness to everything that I'm doing, but I can just laugh and play all the time. And that's been a big lesson in our personal relationship too. Yeah, it definitely has. It's, it's something that I'm coming to and understanding of in my own path as well. I've taught him to play. He's you know, I've, I've walked a very dark path and, you know, from... I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but, um, mm. you know, military service in active areas and there's been a lot of darkness in my background and I yeah. forgot how to have fun. I forgot mm. how to play in life. And it's, you know, it's thanks to Lindsay <laughs> that I've started to learn how to play again. And I can laugh at myself when someone makes fun of me. I, I laugh now. I don't get all butthurt. Because, <laughs> yeah, we just, we don't have to take ourselves so seriously. Not at all. That's part of our message too, is like, just cause that, that was a big issue for me, just taking myself so seriously and being such a slave to, you know, that ego. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, when I was growing up too, I tried to mask a lot of my sort of bubbly personality because I felt like everyone was always like, oh God, she's just too much. <laughs> so I'd shove it down. And then it's like, you know, now that I've embraced myself, it's just, who cares? You know, you're gonna like me or you're not. It's not I'm not worried about it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I love that post you did too the other day about um, why you shouldn't give a crap about how people <laughs> <laughs> if they like you or not. Like, yes, yeah, right. So it's the mirror. None of our business, right? It's yeah. like, hey, hey, whatever we trigger in everybody else, and as long as I feel like I'm being socially responsible, you know, I'm talking about being, you know, taking ownership of my own shit. But exactly. It's like, well, really, it's none of our business how the people are like because if our vibrational frequency is shaking the house like if our vibrational frequency is like a like an earthquake you know wanting to kind of shake things up because you know that the, the, it's not working anymore or whatever well we've got to let that happen and sometimes the it does kick up the dust a bit and it does actually create chaos actually creates chaos for other people because they oh 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 you know they're all triggered or what have you um so a lot of people's reactions to what we're doing especially on that unity consciousness level that we're that we're talking about here guys masculine feminine yin and yang coming together really connecting 
bloody hell, a lot of it's just none of our business. And just as if we don't focus on that and we keep going with what we're doing, oh my God, the energy we have that we're not expending on worrying about, oh, oh. Right. Did I upset somebody? Did I trigger somebody? Are they now projecting onto me? It's like, we can't. And yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty empathic. So I feel everybody. So sometimes I have to really like take a minute to just, okay, I'm going to work some mantras over here to myself and I'm going to center myself because I can't fix everybody's problems. You know, that's me. I'm a fixer. So <laughs> And that's been another really powerful lesson for us as well is, you know, allowing one another to have a bad day and not taking it personally. Absolutely. Because that's like even and, on, and on a greater scale, it's just we have to stop taking everything personally. Yeah, I love that. And that is, and, and, and it is um, sometimes with this journey that we're on, that we're all undertaking, it does require quite a lot of patience at times, doesn't oh, it? Yes, it's <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you, you know, you have your learning over here and you're hugging your chaos over here. And so then you'll hug your chaos and then it's triggering that person to hug their chaos. You get me? Totally. <laughs> but in that process, that other person could totally be projecting onto you. And it's like, you have to like allow them that space and not allow it to then bring up your own stuff. <laughs> so we have to be patient with ourselves and patient with each other. It's so true. You know, you know, I, I honestly, I, I honestly feel like is that in in relationship, in what I call enlightened relationships or light filled relationships, mm. I feel like that's key. Like the the unconditional love for each other's process uh, um, is key because mm. sometimes we're in that inner child struggle, woundedness, um, and we're not ready to step into the hug, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like. You know, we've got to actually love the part that doesn't want to step into the hug yet too yeah. and, and, and know that, that they're, not, they're not ready for a reason and there's, there's, that requires us to do more work on our patients. Mm -hmm. And so we're not projecting what we think someone has to do now because we got it and mm -hmm. so they have to get it like right now too. And I think that for me, there's always something we can do because people say to me, oh, my God, you know, when you're looking at all the, chaos out there oh my god there's nothing we can do there's nothing we can do well guess what guess what we can absolutely love them unconditionally for wherever they're at and we can actually call in faith and and sit in that faith in patience and and allow and allow what's meant to unfold and i think that's massive like if we can do that for for each other for ourselves as well then we can do that for the planet that's so true absolutely and it requires like a little bit of of humility for us to do that because it's really just our ego that wants to let me come over there and help you fix it and I don't want to let you I, I I can't watch it you know work out the way it's meant to work out and when we can just kind of stay in our own space and allow but love them from afar like you're saying and just you know give the unconditional love and just be a supporter and a, and a witness it takes you know a little bit of humility mm -hmm. yeah that's a it does <laughs> It does, doesn't it? But you know what? It's a real, I actually got to say, I'm digging humility more and more because the more humble you are, yeah. the less you carry. Yeah. Like, you, just, right. you know, the it's more you're in surrender. People say to me, like, how the hell do you do what you do? It's like a lot of freaking surrendering. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> Because I couldn't carry it all. Hell, if I was carrying it all, I'd be the size of an ant. I'd be crushed under a big boulder. 
like it's not my job. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny you mention that. Sometimes when uh, I have a reaction to something in the relationship, and Lindsay will call me out, and I'll get really upset. But then I recognise if I let go of the ego, I let go of the personality, I just surrender to the process. I admit what has happened. I take ownership. Once I've owned something, I have the ability to let it go. And when I've done that, mm. it feels like I've just hopped out of a shower. I feel so clean. You know, it's just light and easy. I know. How awesome does it feel? Yeah. I just can't stress that enough like it does. And, um, and you know what? It's so awesome that you guys are modelling this, you know, because I think there are a lot of people that are, I think a lot of men, I'm not saying men should be with women and women should men, men should men. I, I, I just think there's a lot of people in general, right, that are stepping up to the plate now that have this conscious awareness. And right. it's wonderful to see that there are men doing that because it's been women for a long time, hasn't it? Like that sort of that bracket of women in that sort of 40s age group, they're ready to be enlightened because they've walked their path. And they've been sort of like, I think, the market, you know, the, the target market, if you like, if you think in marketing terms, for this kind of radical spiritual journey. But I feel like now... We're hitting, hitting a point where it's so wonderful. There's so many men coming to the party because, oh, my God, we need you. We right. need you. We need all Right. Absolutely. Because it has to remain, you know, we, we were just talking about this the other day mm -hmm. with just masculine and feminine. Even within ourselves, like our own, you know, I have a higher bit of a little bit of masculine energy. Like I'm a, you know, a take charge, go getter <laughs> kind of girl. Um, and learning to sort of soften up a little bit and embrace more of my feminine has allowed us to grow even closer because him, you know, being, being masculine and embracing, you know, the balance aspect of being sort of a divine masculine, it's, it just blossoms into this whole nother level of, you know, balance and understanding and sort of being able to show that to the world because we love I that. We, we often go through extremes and, you know, we've been very uh, dominated by sort of the masculine uh, sort of energy, not the divine masculine, but a very unbalanced version of masculine energy, which has sort of kept feminine energy down. And now it's sort of shifting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a really big thing for us. And like you said, with more men coming to the party, we, we get to remember that we get to honor them too. And it doesn't have to, we can find that balance yeah and chris how would you just like because i'm curious um how would you define the divine masculine and, and 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 it doesn't have to be in general either like i'm more than happy to hear like how you personally feel that expression of energy coming through you because it, it doesn't have to be generalizations especially mm -hmm. in these kind of conversations and i'm mm -hmm. more or it can be just totally up to you as to what you want to share the level you want to share yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For my path personally, um, I always tried to cultivate strength being that my belief was the masculine had to be strong. And that wasn't necessarily something that came from my father. It, it was just something that I felt inside myself. So I, I worked at building strength in every respect I could. When I was a kid, I used to hold my hands under the hot tap as long as I could just to, you know, try and overcome the pain that I was feeling because I believed that made me stronger. I didn't realize at the time that there was some measure of dysfunction in that. You know, it was just a test of my manliness against the element that I was dealing with. Um, 
sports. So, you know, I got into ultra running and uh, I then went into the military. Mm. But because I went way too far in that respect, I then pulled back and I guess I, I just, I embraced a very feminine aspect of myself. And I honestly feel that it was meeting Lindsay that's enabled me to come to a, a point of balance between that, you know, that ultra masculine and the, the softer feminine parts. So for me, embracing a divine masculine is all about uh, gentle but firm, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like that disciplined love. So like that, that real, yeah, I'm understanding what you're saying because it sort of protects us from, the, from allowing our chaos to, to, um, to, to get out of control, basically. It's, it's the part of ourselves that's bringing the hug and, and the feminine is probably the part of ourselves that's bringing the love in that hug or something right. like that. Right. I think it's about being able to self-love is, mm -hmm. is the biggest thing for a, for a man to become divinely masculine mm -hmm. is about accepting self-love. Mm -hmm. It's about opening your own heart and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and understanding that that's where your truest strength comes from. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> my life, doesn't it? Like shit, how much courage does it take to tell the truth? Right. Bloody. To be honest about yeah. your feelings even. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that it's about self-love because, you know, for me, I, I don't know, a lot of people might not see it like that, but I, my feeling is is that if you, if you don't bring love to the table, you can't really unlock or activate anything in our psyche. I mean, it's really um, judged then, like there's a part of our psyche that's always judged and rejected or put, measured or put a ceiling on or something like some kind of... Um, you know, boundedness about it or something. We, we, we project some, some um, level of um, heaviness to it. Whereas when we bring love to it and all our parts and things like that, yeah, it's really active. Like that's very yang, you know, like you could say, oh, love is feminine, but the actual action of loving is it's a verb and it's very yang. And so the energy is actually coming through us. Sure Absolutely. is, right? It's so true. Yeah. I mean, according to the Hermetics, and I've studied Hermetic alchemy for a very long time now, um, according to the Hermetics, the, the, the principle of gender, the mm -hmm. divine masculine and feminine sit at a very high vibration. And it, it's the transmutation that they speak about is coming from a point of, I mean, because love and hate, according to the Hermetics, are exactly the same thing. They're separated only by the vibration they mm -hmm. exhibit. They're not two separate forces. And the divine masculine and the divine feminine, they're both sitting at the highest vibration, mm. which is love. So, I mean, you can experience your darkness and your hate within yourself and you still have the capacity to love completely. But it's not until you've expressed that, that you've transmutated and, you know, you're embracing those divine elements of yourself. Yep, absolutely. Well, I, I like that that you you study. I love I love um, hearing about that kind of detailed stuff because it's um fascinating, and I'm so glad that someone else is doing it because you know I, I I just don't have time to do all that at the moment. Anyway, maybe I will one day, but I just find it invaluable to hear that kind of information come through to me. And it's just because, so applicable to the path. Totally, totally is. Do you find that you bring out the best in each other when you're looking for the best in each other? Because I'm, I'm a big believer that because my relationship with Tony 
um, we tend to want now more in, 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 in our relationship. Now we've been together for 10 years now. And he was my third husband, just to let you know, fill you in on a little story. Um, I had a few trial runs that were really very awesome teachers to learn my value and learn my, to embrace my light, um, to embrace my bubbles, my puppy dog <laughs> energy. Um, and, and, and now we're at a place now like where it's very little of the time that we would be looking at the, not that we don't kind of seek for the improvement side of things mm -hmm. because we're always kind of aware of that. If there's something that grates upon us and we know that it's perhaps maybe it's at a little bit of a point with that person where they're not conscious of it or that it's a moderate or what have you. And we can say, Hey, well, when that happens, this is how I feel. And, and they go, Oh, usually, I don't know, he's got this weird magic thing that he gets, oh, no worries, I'll just change that. You know, it's like, he, I don't know, he's got this weird thing. I've never met anyone like that. But anyway, um, it's kind of, Bizarre. I think it's very dolphin, must be dolphin like, I don't know what it is, but anyway. Um, but yeah, but more, more often than not nowadays, um, we just see the best in each other. Like it's just a, a natural go-to is probably the best way of saying it. And how do you guys feel? Do you kind of have that as your, your natural go-to? Yeah, these days, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, it was definitely um, a, a period of immense growth for both of us. <laughs> because both of us were very uh, sort of independent before that. Um, and for me, I, I was very much like the one throughout my life, well, I don't need to be married. I don't even want to be married. Like I'm good on my own because I don't want to have to be accountable to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so coming together in the beginning, um, there was a lot of learning. And we had, you know, some fireworks and some, some moments where it wasn't the best. But I really feel like now um, we've grown and we've transitioned into that because really like it's, it's because of him that I've been able to embrace my softer, nurturing, you know, creative feminine side, you know, and opened up to and, and, and allowed myself to be part of a team and realize I don't have to do anything on my own. And then in turn, you know, I'm being able to now show that to the world. It's so, awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, very I'm really, I'm really excited for you guys that you found your groove there. And, and yeah. it, it certainly doesn't it make it so much easier when you're having a rough day that you've got a compassion person around you that's going, it's cool. You know, like I have my cave days, you know. Um, Me too. You know, oh my God. <laughs> No, I'm just not dealing with anything that requires just going to watch, I don't know, watch Game of Thrones on Netflix or whatever it is. And just to have a human day, I think it's really important. And, 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 and I mean, they're fun days too. They're not like awful days. Like they're, they're really great. So I think it's nice to, um, yeah, just to be wherever we are and, and, ah. and to, have, to have that constant but that person's not going, well, you know, you're over there, but you should be over there, or you're over there, but you should be over there, or, you know, you're having a down day, but you should be having up, you know, like whatever. And I think that makes life easy, doesn't it? And, and, and we just get on with what we need to do, right? We just get on with what we need to do. Um, if our partner needs something else, that's cool too. And I think that's supportive. Um, like sometimes my hubby, he likes to surf. Oh. So he'll go off and he surf and I'll do something else and it's nice especially if I'm having, I don't feel like going out and exercising today. It's cool. He's going off surfing. 
you know? Because it's good to be able to have that too. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, they're very simple examples, but like they're everyday life examples, you know? You know, if you're not in that relationship that is supportive of being where you are, you can say, well, why don't you want to hang out with me? Why are you going surfing? What's wrong with me? You know, oh, sookie, sookie, sookie. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's something that I've coached several guys in now is, yeah. you know, that are coming to that point in their relationship where they're like, my partner isn't just, she's just not attracted to me anymore. What's happening? Mm-hmm. The simple answer is what aren't you doing that you did that she fell in love with? You know, mm-hmm. who, who did she fall in love with and who have you become now? And that's yeah. if you rock climbed, if you surfed, if you rode motocross, whatever. Don't forget those what, things. Don't leave those things <laughs> at, at the start of the relationship because that's part right. of who you are. And, you know, you're going to become a watered down version of yourself. Right. And the things, I mean, not that we're attracted to these aesthetic things in our partner, but it creates who we are. And, you know, we're leaving parts of ourselves behind. So that shows that, that, yeah. that seeps through. So yeah, it certainly does, doesn't it? It's like, you know, we bring what we bring to the table and often that's hopefully authentic. Um, and, and we want to keep those things with us and then build on those things as we're together. But if we start to deny ourselves and not be in that self-love that you talked about before, Chris, if we start to abandon ourselves then it's really easy to project that onto a partner and go, well, you're, you're abandoning me. But the reality is... so dead on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we cling to them to fill those, those deficits of love. The more we feel abandoned, the more we're like, ah. Yeah. We're not and then we've got, we got the blaming going on. We're like, right. And, and then it's like, no wonder, no wonder so many uh, relationships fail. You know, yeah. I, I, I see it in... And so many, you know, people in my life where I just, cause I'm an observer, you know, I just always see and I watch and it's like, I just, if you could just get people to sit down and, and talk to one another authentically and, and speak their truth mm-hmm. and, you know, stop trying to present like something that they're not mm-hmm. and just actually connect with each other and listen, it just changes the score. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny thing about listening. I was just thinking it as you were talking, when we actually hear what our partner is actually saying behind the actual words, the energy, Uh Uh when you start to listen to the energy, it it, it starts to be a whole different ballgame relationship. Yeah. Because... And so... Mm. uh, Like... um, Part of listening is like you're saying listening beyond the words because not only do we see through our filters but we hear through our filters yeah and our filters are defined by you know past our life if we haven't you know cleared it up and, and healed it, it that's still filtering and it's like someone says something to you and we hear something totally different <laughs> and then it's oh what do you you know and blah, and then it all like and right so part of listening is really just pausing to be in the moment with Mm. the person especially your partner that's probably where we see it more than more than anywhere else right yeah absolutely (laughs) and i think that the um divine feminine really work is working its energy here because Mm. i feel like when when we're taking the filters off Mm -hmm. we're actually really plugging into the receptivity that's really required to hear the truth of what's really happening on a deeper level. Mm 
and that's the divine feminine and i think it can actually really receive quite what i'm seeing is i'm seeing like layers of truth and it can kind of go well that's that's one level of truth that i'm hearing but then i'm hearing all these other layers of truth there and it can actually start to listen to more than one thing at a time going on for that person and i'm i think that that's when we actually really well pardon the pun but i think really tune in you know we're really tuning in to our partner right that's yeah. so true on like such a deeper level too yeah it is it's interesting what comes through when we're having these conversations. So that just dropped in. It was really nice. Right. No, that's great. I love, I'm all about like some throat chakra too. Like I do a lot of chakra work and, and healing with other people. And one of my biggest problems was throat chakra, just blocked. Couldn't communicate, yeah. couldn't hear, couldn't listen. And it's about, you know, talking and listening. Yeah. And actually being present to hear and not, you know, being in your head when someone else is talking. Absolutely. And you know what, the thing that's dropping in about that is it's like, that's the, like the action of talking or expression is, is extraordinarily masculine in, in terms of the yang and it's an outward flow. And so when you've got the two working in harmony, it's like you do have that real balance of masculine and feminine energy going on. Yeah. So true. In everything. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Manifests in everything. It's, mm -hmm. Again, it's hermetic, you know, the principle of gender. It manifests in everything. It does. And it's so funny because uh, <clears throat> when he, well, earlier on when we first started talking and he would talk about alchemy and hermetic alchemy and it sort of was just like foreign to me. I, I don't even know, you know. And the further along the path we walk and we learn and we see, it's like it's so simple and it just lines up all the time <laughs> and then you start seeing all the connections between hermetic alchemy and buddhism and hinduism and like yoga and all all these ancient you know whatever they are and you're like oh my god and it's like it seems so simple you're like how did i not figure this out you know 20 30 years ago <laughs> but all roads lead to rome right <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, baby. I'm a big one on that. I am such a big one on that. Um, all roads lead to enlightenment because Rome, I think, is enlightenment in my book. And I feel like <laughs> I every path is the correct path. Every single one. And right. you know, people have to walk that path. And you know what? In this lifetime, they might get to a certain point in the path and, hey, no judgment. It's just where they are on the path. It doesn't mean right. that they're right. They're still on the journey. So, yeah. So we actually had this conversation this morning. Well, yeah. We were driving in the car and we literally had that conversation about, you know, you are where you are on the path and yeah. it is what it is. And yeah, absolutely. Where are you guys um, heading uh, with what you're doing? What, what, what are your little projects and things coming up or do you have anything going on that's exciting this year you want to share about? Yeah, absolutely. So at the moment, um, we've got a couple of programs that we have developed that we're working mm -hmm. with. Um, the first one that we've delivered a few times now is the, the heart path which is life warriors keystone <clears throat> program the understanding that we all have a path that makes sense to our own mm -hmm. heart and that very well-meaning people along our lives starting with our parents will you know inadvertently divert us from that heart path <laughs> and so the example that we like to give when delivering the program is that if a child is really passionate about music and expresses that desire that you know wanting to play in a band or wanting to make music in life 
parents being very well-meaning might say something along the lines of, well, that's fantastic, <laughs> but where's the, where's yeah. the money going to come from? Get a sensible job. That puts a wall in front of that path and then there's a detour. And we, we may never touch music again, you know, may never look mm-hmm. at that again, which, which, you know, just slowly starts silencing our heart. And, and it starts also forming the energetic blocks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no, no, that's good. And so we uh, we take people back to those blocks mm-hmm. and help them remove the blocks and then come back onto that heart path. And there's there's a program that we've developed that does that. The other thing that I'm working currently with people regarding is called the art of being human, mm-hmm. and that's pretty well what it what it sounds like mm-hmm. it's it's a very very simple program it's coaching program that yeah. is really difficult to follow uh-huh. <laughs> and it's all about our relationships to the most fundamental aspects of life so it's about our relationship to our breath it's about our relationship mm-hmm. to our food it's mm-hmm. about our relationship to ourselves mm-hmm. to other people and to the world around us and moving through you know these different steps transitioning through we start to create unbreakable bonds between ourselves mm-hmm. And these things that we have these relationships with that we have to have relationships <laughs> with to be human, uh-huh. but we've forgotten how to have relationships with. So that's what we're working with the art of being human. Yeah. It's like all the parts that we um, just sort of mindlessly do, you know, nobody thinks about breathing. Nobody thinks about eating. Nobody like these little things. And it's like, when you bring awareness, all of a sudden you find yourself so anchored in the moment. Yeah. So there's a lot of healing to be found in that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you guys are so like pro-human. Like I'm, I'm very pro-human. Like that's why I, that's how I describe myself. Uh-huh. I even I go on my Facebook profile, but I thought enlightenment activists for all summed it up. You know, as my forever right. service might have summed it up now. Right. Um, you know, there's there's a part of me that just goes, guys, guess what? You've chosen this human body. <laughs> It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's okay. It's okay to be here. Come on, let's do this thing. And I'm, I'm so that serious. Like it's just not. Like let's just stop and, and stop. Like, you know. And I, we fully understand now how, uh, because a big part of what I teach when I work with people is, um, you know, when we're judging others, it's because we're such harsh judges of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we can just learn to accept ourselves, all that other stuff, it just stops. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and it's such a simple path to get there, you know, breath work and meditation and authenticity and yeah, all, all that all that darkness that we spoke about, that we talk about, hug your chaos, you know, that chaos, we mm-hmm. signed up for all of that. Mm-hmm. that. It all got us here. It got us to where we are at this moment. Our enlightenment, mm-hmm. it's there. That's where we came from. That's where we're going back to. Why not just enjoy what we're doing here? Enjoy the pain that comes when you stub uh-huh. your toe. The messiness. Enjoy the cold water when you jump in the freezing ocean in the middle of winter. That's the why, fights. That's why we're here. <laughs> The messy, sloppy parts, you know, when you freak out and act like a 12-year-old child, you know, to be able to then come back from that and be like, okay, you know, I just did that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm going to one-up you on that one. Uh, you know what I say? It's so, it's so classic, like, you know, I'm going to one-up you on my spirituality, Lindsay. <laughs> Ultra-spiritual. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but um, I, 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 I say my language around that is 
I say a part of me just did that. I I'm, I apologise. <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. I'm no, owning it, but <laughs> it's not all me. It's not, you know, I've got, I've got second chances going on here, guys. It's just listen. <laughs> no, that's great. I love that. It's <laughs> such a freeing feeling to be able to bring consciousness into our darker uh-huh. parts. So if we have a really big fight and I'm lying on the couch crowing my eyes out, which I do frequently, um, <laughs> And I'm not afraid to admit that. That's part of my humanness. It's part of my path. But to be able to have somewhere in there to be watching that and having a little smile at that experience, sure. you know, to have the consciousness and in that moment, look at the hardship that Chris is dealing with and have a little chuckle and say, it's all right, you'll get through it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's amazing work you guys are doing. And so you've got these, where are you based? So where can people find you and things too? Just um, you're in California, is it? Right now we live in Long Beach, California, which is just outside of Los Angeles. And um, hopefully we're, we're trying to uh, get out of here with it, like by the year. Um, okay. But a lot of our work we do online, um, we, we're really into the blog right now and trying to, you know, grow that and expand that because it's just such a, um, you know, a free way for people to sort of get an introduction to the path and, and yeah. what that is possible for them because we've had such amazing responses to the blog from people mm. and from like our live streams on Facebook um, where they're just like, wow, you know, I was struggling so hard and then I listened, you know, to this live stream or that video or I read this blog and it just, I never thought of it like that. And, you know, wow, hearing you just be so vulnerable, like really inspired me. Um, you know, I did one a few weeks ago where it was all about, you know, what happened when I stopped wearing makeup and I wrote an article about sort of the programming, you know, behind makeup and literally like the next day, eight women messaging me to say, you know what? I didn't wear makeup to work today. And (laughs) oh my God, I can't believe how empowered I feel. Yeah. And like, that is what just it, it right here, it hits like home and it just warms my heart to know that people are you know, just by doing nothing but sharing our experience and being who we are. Yeah. You know? There's a part of me that doesn't like wearing makeup too. Right. And there's a part of me that loves wearing makeup, but there's a part me of me too. that doesn't. And I so just don't want to have to. Yeah. Because you know what? Because I'll, I'll share with me, with you, the part of me that um, likes to wear makeup um, likes to actually look like I've got eyelashes and, you know. And <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm blonde, just like I don't look like I got no eyelashes going on. You know, there's a part of me that loves not wearing makeup so much. So I I tend to on the weekends, um, you know, I'm just like, you know, whatevs. And, you know, unless I'm going out or something at night, and, you know, I just love to have, I don't feel the um, obligation, I guess, to have to have it. It's not, it's very liberating. And um, I think that. Yeah, it's. I think the more we get in touch with these aspects of ourselves, it becomes less about right and wrong, and more about what feels good for that particular part of our aspect of us, exactly. and so good or what have you. And then just to kind of be more in touch with that, because right. then it's like we're not projecting those labels out onto everybody else. It's right. just like, and we're not chained to doing something that we feel like we have to do. So try to be brutal. it's just what we want to experience in the moment yeah that's yeah so like there might be a part of you that likes your beard and then there might be a part of you that doesn't but i don't know how you'd manage that 
there, there, like, there, there are definitely moments <laughs> where I can't stand it. And, you know, I get... Like that? Really? As I'm eating, I get these bits of hair in my mouth and I'm just like... <laughs> it's such a great fear, though. When you're swallowing your moustache as you're eating, you know that you've got a like a, a massive beard happening. But <laughs> it's just, it's there. I enjoy <laughs> having it. I'm, I'm it's crazy. I'm, I'm not a slave to it. I can go and shave it off if, you know, I felt like I wanted to do that It's a that pretty too. epic beard. It's amazing. Like, is it different colours on purpose? Like, did you do no, that? No, it grew that way. No, I'm just, I'm getting old. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it might be, what's that, what's that ombre. thing? That... <laughs> the ombre effect on his beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Ombre, bring it in, bring the stolen in, sweetheart. Like, yeah, Ombre. I'm, I'm, I'm meant to have the dark everywhere. It just doesn't happen here anymore. <laughs> the light is coming out of you as we speak. <laughs> oh, it's really great, guys. You know, we're, um, my hubby and I, we're heading up to, uh, or I don't know whatever direction. I think we are down under, yeah. So we're heading up to... Um, uh, Venice Beach in June. Oh, actually That's July. so close to us. You'll have to drop in and... Yes, we'll have to catch yeah. up. Yeah. I know how cool is like, What is the chance? That's so... It's perfect. I know. <laughs> we're actually um, doing a little trip, like, from Colorado. Well, we're, we're going to New York and then Toronto, and then we're flying into Denver, and we're driving from Colorado down to the Grand Canyon and... Oh. Sedona and then up to Las Vegas and um gotta do Las Vegas and um and um then on to um Venice Beach for like five days and oh, we'll be there for the fourth of July. So we're it's gonna be a big day, I suppose, for America, like yeah. interesting. It'll be fun. It'll we'll be a lot of fun. Here. No, that's yeah. we'll have to meet up. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So, you guys, I really appreciate you joining me and just let people know where they can actually find you, um, your, all your little uh, social media places and maybe even for you, Lindsay, like your last name's uh, Carrie Cart, um, in some, is it? Oh, sorry. You, you, tell, you tell everybody. <laughs> so, well, we have, we have our website, which uh -huh. is uh, net. We also have our blog website, which is www dot hugyourchaos.com that's right yeah. hug your chaos <laughs> and then on facebook um life, we have life warrior the art of being human which is mm -hmm. uh facebook forward slash life warrior arts mm -hmm. and then a facebook for hug your chaos as well as both of our individual facebooks where mm -hmm. he's christopher jones and i'm still Lindsay caricardi because i haven't legally changed the name yet to the marriage <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you find one of us, you could find us. Yeah. Um, I also write, uh, for elephant journal. So you can find me at elephantjournal.com slash author slash Lindsay dash Caracardi. Yeah. Hopefully you'll find us on Amazon within the next six months for our books too. We're both on the verge of publishing books. Yeah. Oh, are you allowed to give us a little, uh, wiki leak? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> So mine is entitled The Last Alchemist, and it's actually a novelized form of imparting the wisdom of the, the seven universal principles of hermetic alchemy. So it's the story of a guy who lives in Los Angeles, and when he heads up to Mount Shasta, he enters into a parallel universe mm -hmm. where guides got, take him through the universal principles and then through the process of magnum opus the masterwork and he becomes a master alchemist so that he can bring that wisdom back to the earth and give it to the people of the planet oh my god this sounds mind-blowing 
I just felt him. Yeah, seriously, and channeled by his guides. It was. I bet. It was so much fun writing it. It was almost at the point where, you know, when you're reading a good book and you're like, oh, I've got to go to work and you put the book down and you go to work and then throughout the day, you're thinking about the book, you want to get back to the character, you're just engrossed. That's what it was like writing it for me. It was at any given point, if I wasn't writing it, I was thinking about where, when can I get back to my guy? When can I get back to my character? I need to get back to his journey because I was on the journey with him. And it was completely channeled work. And then I literally said to him last night, I was like, we were driving home. And I was like, I just found myself thinking about your main <laughs> character and what happens next. I said, and that's the sign of a good book because I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. And I said, when I'm thinking about a book I'm reading, when I'm, you know, 10 miles away from home, I said, that's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for you guys. That is, that is, it's, it's like, oh my God, I'm, like, I don't know, for me, it feels like really awesome energy that, that not only is um, obviously going to be put out into the world, but wow, that it's really been transforming and weaving through you guys. Like that whole process yeah. of it coming into creation has been obviously an amazing process for you guys. See, that's the beautiful benefit of allowing our partners to shine is that the yeah. energy comes in, doesn't it? It's like, and then we're like receiving and then that feeds us and then we're even more expansive than we were before. Everybody. Yeah. It's, totally. it's beautiful. And Lindsay's and like, coming out as yeah, well. Yeah, what's yours, oh, yeah. Lindsay? So my book, yeah, my book is, it's it's one part uh, a non-fictional narrative of my sort of life journey, um, <clears throat> intermeshed with uh, a lot of sort of, it's a manual for living and clearing and healing your chakras and how, uh, how the different imbalances in your chakras manifest in behaviors, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual behaviors um, with the illustrations of my own personal examples to kind of give people context. And then it's sort of like a guide for living a balanced and integrated life at the end. Well, can I just say something? This is kind of freaky, right? But I, it's weird. I wrote a book, okay? Um, back in 2015 and it's called the Everyday Lightworker Bible oh. and I actually it's based on like how, how we integrate uh -huh. like 12 high vibration frequencies such as love, peace, joy and things like that that I was gifted from Archangel Michael in 2005 like like these are the, these are the principles that we all need really to in, in balance to be able to really evolve like really grow up and evolve. And interesting one, discipline, by the way. Interesting yes. that one of the disciplines, so I love the divine masculine aspect that Archangel Michael implanted in there. Uh -huh. um, but um, to cross-section them with all the chakras individually and providing examples. I know. I love yes. it. I'm going to read that. <laughs> it's so freaky that you're doing that because it's like, oh, my God, that we're being called to do this so that people actually can really see what's tra traveling for them, like really get it, like c concrete examples of right. how when balances are not kind of functioning, like what's going on, what, what, is, what are the symptoms sprouting out of that? And so then how can we do that? So yeah, isn't that crazy, Lindsay? We've obviously got, see? I know, because people always look at me kind of like, and I'm like, well, everything always starts on an energetic plane. 
Yeah. And when I came to realize that, literally every single one of my problems in life, my addiction, my, I had cancer when I was 25, all of these things, my, my physical health issues when I was a child, every single one aligns to where I had energetic blockages in my chakras, like perfectly. <laughs> and it was mind blowing when I finally discovered that and started doing the work to get in there and, you know, heal and align them and get the stuff flowing and moving. And nice. just for other people to have that information is just, you know. <laughs> so priceless, isn't it though, Lindsay? Like it's mm -hmm. so priceless. I love that you're, you're bringing it back to yourself. In my books, I don't think I talk that much about myself, I had, um, like, I, I did the cross-section of um, each chakra with um, each of the 12 principles, and then I had a little activity for each of them, but then I provided, like, a case study, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and although a lot of them did relate to my, not my life personally, but to my experiences in life, and, mm -hmm. and so it was personal on some level, but on another level, I, I feel like, um, yeah, it would be really... Um, amazing to, to see that in action too in your book is that you've you've really allowed yourself to go actually this is how it represented for me i love that aspect I, of I it like that uh it helps people relate i think yeah, that's absolutely. one of my gifts is i take these higher level sort of topics and make them really just relatable to people and i think it's because i bring it back to myself and just openly share the crazy examples <laughs> i love that i love that well it's been an absolute freaking amazing joy to uh, awesome love you love you love you and i'm so glad that spirit dropped you in our path to be able to have this beautiful sacred time and share this amazing information with everybody so thank you thank you, thank you so much for having us <laughs>